doctoral student in space physics has been awarded a NASA fellowship to fund her research about currents in the ionosphere, which stretches 50 to 400 miles above the Earth's surface at the very edge of space. Trishunda James, a native of Houston in her second year of postgraduate work at UTA, earned a NASA Graduate Research Fellowship for her project, becoming the second UTA physics graduate student to receive a NASA GRF in the past three years. Funding is provided by the NASA Office of STEM Engagement's Minority Research and Education Project. James discusses her research, the award, and shares her winding journey to UTA in the field of space physics in this edition of Voices. Thoughts from Maverick Scientists, leading the charge to innovate, discover, and learn. So the work that I'm doing is actually, I'm studying space physics with Dr. Lopez's space physics group. Specifically, I'm studying the currents in the upper atmosphere, or what we call the ionosphere. Um, and I'm studying how the strength of those currents change with seasons. Um, we call that a seasonal asymmetry. And usually the strength of those currents are driven by things like the solstice. All right, so the more sun, the more current you get in the ionosphere. So we're just empirically just looking at the data for that and seeing does that really match you know, what we expect. So with that research, um, I applied for a NASA fellowship and I got the NASA fellowship, which is awesome. <laughs> um, it's very competitive. The current state of models, they assume that there's equal amount of current. They don't really take into account the asymmetry there that's present because of seasonal changes, um, like I said, with the solstice. And so we have to evaluate or we wish to evaluate, you know, what's the current state of those models, how accurate do those models output the measurements of the current for different seasons? Well, uh, it's important because um, those currents in our ionosphere are the exact same currents that you may see or when you think of like the northern lights. Those lights are actually currents in our ionosphere. And so when those currents get really strong or um, and are big in magnitude, they can actually affect technology on Earth like GPS technology, satellites, near-Earth satellites, things like that can be affected by the strength of those currents. We use satellites to um, get data in general of space physicists. Uh, specifically for my project, I use Ampere data, which is from a set of Iridium satellites. Um, they give you the current data for currents, specifically the Birkeland currents in ionosphere. Um, and I also use Omni data, it's another satellite. Um, and that data gives us information about the, um, the magnetic field. Um, and so I use those two data, data sets to do my research. I grew up, or I'm from Houston, Texas, um, inner city Houston, Texas. Um, my first physics course was actually um, my junior year of high school. And I don't know, I just took it just because, like why not, just on a whim. And um, I figured, or I found out that I was actually pretty good at it and it, it didn't come easy to me. So that what kept motivating me and driving me to be better at it. But going into my undergrad, I kind of wanted to explore chemical engineering. So not exactly physics at all. <laughs> I wanted to do engineering. Um, but the undergrad that I went to, they didn't have an engineering program or the engineering program that they did have was only an option if you met certain requirements by your junior or senior year. But, you know, your freshman and sophomore year, you would just be a physics student. So that's what I was. Um, I was a physics student. I got to the point of my junior year when I could potentially do the engineering program. And I was just like, 
kind of don't want to, so I didn't do it. Um, I just kept going with physics. Um, I graduated with my bachelor's of arts in physics with a minor in chemistry from my undergrad. At that point, I knew I wasn't ready for a big person job or big girl job. So I was like, I definitely need to go to grad school, um, you know, get more in- immersed into the field. At that time, I wasn't like in love with it. Um, but I knew like if I just kept going forward with it, I would eventually fall into something that I definitely wanted to pursue. And also when I was an undergrad, I did do research at a NASA center, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I researched there for two years. Um, I published a paper with my mentor there. And while there, I was studying not space physics, but I was studying like planetary science in which I was just looking at the atmospheres of different exoplanets or planets outside of our solar system to see if they're habitable or not. And of course, studying that, that's like a hot topic. So I'm like, oh, physics is cool. Like people are interested in stuff like that, especially like out of space stuff. And so when I was applying to graduate schools, I knew that I wanted to be closer to home because I was away from home for so long. You know, I got online, I looked at all the schools. Of course, UTA was one of the schools. And while looking at the schools, I realized that UTA was different from the others, specifically due to their diversity. So I went to a small liberal arts school in LA and UTA was the exact opposite. (laughs) Very, very, very diverse. And I see it reflected even now in my graduate courses, which I very much appreciate. I definitely applied to UTA with that being one of my number one reasons. At the time, I still didn't know I wanted to do space physics. I didn't know what space physics was, but I was like, this department is definitely a department I want to be a part of. So I came to UTA my first semester. I took a class with Dr. Lopez, which is now my current mentor. And I was like, this guy's cool. Like he has all this stuff going for him. He's traveling like every couple of weeks. Um, And I'm like, I want to be like him. So when he offered and asked, you know, has anyone found an advisor? Are you interested? And I was like, heck yeah, I'm interested. Like, I want to know like what you know, and I want to be in a position that you're in someday. And so kind of found out he does space physics. It's not completely, um, uh, what is it? It's not completely different from astrophysics or space science like I was doing before, planetary science like I was doing before. And it's actually pretty cool and it actually directly impacts human life. So I joined the group and then I jumped into research. And like I said, now I'm researching the currents in the ionosphere, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Short term, I definitely want to go into academia. Um, I want to, um, short term, I want to be able to teach people. So either be a professor because I feel like representation is a major part. Because like I said, when I was growing up, I did not even have a second thought about space physics. I didn't know it existed until I was actually here as a graduate student. Um, And I just partially say that that's due to the lack of representation, right? So short term, I would want to be that representation and be a professor long term. I want to be something of a second nature to Dr. Lopez. Uh, Like I said, he does, he's a professor. He also does research and he collaborates with many groups worldwide. And so that's definitely would be like that big girl job that that I was settled for. When I came to UTA, I felt exact, I felt like what was presented to me was exactly what I got. Uh, Like I said, my classes are much more diverse. I came from a school, even a high school, as well as um, my undergraduate 
school in my physics courses, I was the only female in my class. I was the only African-American or black student in my class. So when I came to UPA, I started to see people who may not exactly look like me or be a representation of me, but it was other representations that I was unfamiliar with or hadn't seen before. So it kind of felt like home and like a inclusive place for me. Um, and as far as the classes and the coursework, everything has been right on par with what I, what I thought. Like I said, they're still challenging. Um, and I'm the type of a person, the type of person that aspires to achieve challenges. So um, that in itself has continuously motivated me. Yeah, that definitely helps um, just to have a playing field where you can relate with your advisor, right? Um, and that was one of the other supporting factors that led me to decide to join Dr. Lopez's group because um, he doesn't look like much faculty, um, just nationwide that's in physics. And he definitely doesn't play down, you know, who he is um, on his background, his ethnicity. And we kind of relate on that accord. I know for sure that the physics department, their staff is amazing. Like anything you want, anything you need, um, they are there and they are very supportive um, and understanding. And so has, you know, my advisors as well as my professors have been. Um, as far as just the amenities, like like you said, we're in this amazing planetarium. I've only been to a planetarium maybe twice in my life. Um, and so this is awesome and cool that it's actually here on campus. I don't have to go to like some, um, I think when I went, the last time I went to a planetarium was at the observatory. And so I don't have to go, you know, that far to see, you know, planets. Um, outer space, I could just come here and it's it's amazing that it's convenient um, and accessible. I don't think I'm on the brink of discovering anything amazing, but not yet. Uh, but um, our research, you know, we are in the process, I'm in, in the process of publishing the paper. So I've submitted it to a journal and just waiting to hear back from it. Uh, fingers crossed that they'll accept it, right? Um, and also as a part of Dr. Lopez's group, I'm privileged or privy to um, being a part of Kusia, which is a group here started by one of the faculties. Um, and they're actually in competition to be one of the NASA center, or not NASA centers, but um, one of the NASA research, um, I can't think of the name, but anyways, Kusia stands for the Center of Unified Studies of Antihemispheric asymmetries, and so like I'm studying the, the, um, the asymmetry in ionospheric currents, but there's other people studying other asymmetries. Um, it can be in like jewel heating or anything like that. Just the asymmetries there, um, and that's just going to bring more recognition to you know what our model models are capable of and how accurate they are. <laughs> <laughs>